no pancakes here. Back here on the stack. Joining me on the stack part two tonight, I have Bojack. Hello. Um, Bojack. Hello. And you are the premier wrestling federation champion. Yes. yes Among other you, things. Yes. A few things. Yeah. I am the uh, premier wrestling federation undisputed champion. Undisputed champion. And in addition to that, you've been popping up on shows all over IWTV. I'm pretty sure I saw you um, on Beyond at one point. And you were a big part of the wonderful, very well-received Southeast First show on IWTV, which you should absolutely go watch if you haven't yet. I don't know why you haven't yet, because you're only hurting yourself. But go check that out. Bojack did a great job. All of those matches were fantastic. Um, so everyone, please welcome with me tonight, Bojack. Hello. Actually, I have the belt with me right here. <laughs> I come prepared. I come prepared. <laughs> you got it on ya. Hell yeah. A champion should always <laughs> display the belt. That makes perfect sense. If I were a champion of anything, I would let everyone know all the time. I would wear that to work. The urge to carry the belts like everywhere is like strong but <laughs> so you're the pwf undisputed champion are do you have any other titles that you hold Ooh, i am the first and inaugural deadlock pro wrestling world's champion nice <laughs> So you're Bojack Two Belts? Bojack Two Belts, correct. <laughs> I don't know if you maybe had like a third belt. We're working on it. We're working on it. Fourth belt. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a short term goal. Because <laughs> I just feel like you just kind of came up, and I feel like like over the last like you know six months or so, I feel like I've just kind of seen you everywhere. Like all of a sudden, you're just like. That's everywhere. how it feels. It, that's how it feels for sure. It's just like yeah, six months and. Uh, just, you know, have not stopped moving since then. So, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> well, that's awesome, though. Like, I'm so glad that you're finding success. Um, how long have you been wrestling? So, February 17th will make five years since I started training. Um, I, like, actually, I pref uh, had my first match, like, eight months into training. So, my training... Wrestleversary is February 17th. My actual, like, having matches Wrestleversary is in more like October. Nice. So, uh, if you, you can, you can hold your belts the entire interview if you want to. Um, I assume that gets, you know, kind of heavy with all that gold. This is, this is the heaviest thing I've held in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, feel free to get comfortable settle yes. in i'm a talker um that's one of the reasons why i do this but uh, hopefully i'd love to hear more from you <laughs> and just yeah get comfortable with it settle in <laughs> um what was a young bojack like um young bojack that's very fun to describe uh i wouldn't say i was like a quiet kid but like 
you know, I wasn't, I was that guy that was like, that was cool with everybody, but I wouldn't call myself popular by any means. Like I wasn't like in the popular crowds, but they were cool with me. Uh, cause I played sports with a lot of them. So like I knew all of them, but like I was hanging out with like the band kids and like people like that. Like those were more like the people that I related to, but like the cool kids were nice to me too. So I was just got along with everybody. Nice. How did you decide to pursue wrestling? Ooh. All right. So I got into wrestling through the video games, actually. Um, I was like seven or eight and I had some friends that like lived down the street. Um, and, uh, I was hanging out at their house one day. I think we were playing SmackDown versus Raw 2009. So that was my first wrestling game ever. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then I just got into the games from there. Eventually I started watching stuff on TV and uh, 2014, uh, I found uh, PWF because uh, my uh, my mother was like on her way home and she saw like a sign out in like Hubert. It was like a cardboard sign and it was like pro wrestling here at like this bingo hall. Um, so uh, so we went and we started going to their shows off and on for the next few years. Uh, and I'd have, to, I'd have to take, like, a gap because of, like, whenever, like, sports start. So, like, wrestling was on Friday. Football games were on Friday. da 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 da, da. So, there was, like, a... It was, like, a... a six months gap where I couldn't go to wrestling shows. But then when I wasn't doing sports, I was, like, we're going to wrestling every time there's a show. Um, <laughs> so, then, uh, 2016, late 2016, I found out that they had a wrestling school that was uh, being run by Steve Carino at the time. So 2017, uh, February 2017, that's when I reached out and I finally just started training. I think, to, to answer the question, I'm very rambly, I'm sorry. Um, Take all the time <laughs> you need. <laughs> so to give a, like, a very definite answer, uh, I'd say like sophomore year of high school was when I decided that I wanted to actually pursue wrestling as like a viable career. Um, I knew cause I had already been in love with it. I'm a super huge nerd about it. I know a bunch of useless information about stuff and I ramble about it for the longest time with people that care and people that don't care. <laughs> um, so I think it's just something I always just knew that I was going to get into it in some capacity. But 2017 is when I officially was like, "All right, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can do this." So, what were some of the best things you've learned, like while you were training? Like, what have you like taken with you on your journey? Mm -hmm. Okay, so a good uh, so Steve Carino is um, owned the school when I first started training, but he was already working for WWE when I started. So my like my trainer is Jakob Hammermeyer. Um, he was already the head coach, and he was the guy that was like right under Steve because Steve couldn't be there all the time. And I love Steve to death, and he has taught me so much in his own right. But like hands on, like you know, actual in ring, all that goes, all that goes to Jakob Hammermeyer. Um, 
one of the biggest things he taught me early in was uh, go ahead and assume that everything in a match is going to go wrong. <laughs> um, and it works because you already start to think of ways to get out of stuff going wrong and you're way less upset about stuff going wrong when it does. Cause you're like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. So it was like, a, I called it type of thing versus like, Oh my God, stuff is not going how it's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that kind of think of all of the worst case scenarios right away so that you're kind of prepared and ready for it. If, if that does occur. Right. Not, and not, for, not from like a, not from like a pessimistic view, just to always be prepared for anything type. Yeah. 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 So who has had the most influence on you both in the ring and out of the ring? Um, out of the ring, I will easily say uh, my mother for sure to get a little sentimental. Uh, just she has always been my biggest supporter from day one. When it, whether it comes to like wrestling or, you know, just like sports or just whatever I wanted to do. She has always been my biggest supporter from the start. She comes to any of my shows that she can make it to. Uh, she's, yeah, she's just the best. Even, like, uh, guys that I train with, guys that I know, like uh, Patrick Scott, uh, Donnie Ray, they all know her because they see her all the time. We all call her Mama Bojack. That's just, like, her name now, anywhere she Aww. goes. Um, and they all tell me all the time, how much of a saint she is. Like, I don't already know that. <laughs> so, uh, outside of the ring, she is easily my uh, biggest supporter. Um, inside the ring, uh, again, I'd probably have to circle back to Jakob Hammermeyer because uh, he... I'm trying to figure out how to word it. He, uh, he's very... He's a very creative guy. And... Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for how much of a mind for this business that he has. And he's, he's someone that has always been willing to work with me on any ideas that I had, um, anything that I wanted to do, whether it's like in PWF or just stuff like wherever that I want to work on. Um, he'll just like throw ideas at you and like, not all of them work, but like it always gets you to wherever you're trying to get to. Um, yeah. Super supportive. Um, he's again, he's been another one that's been supportive just in and out of wrestling. Um, I started wrestling training before I had even graduated high school. Um, so I was like halfway through college and I was like, yeah, dude, I just don't even, I, I, I kind of just want to like take a break and just not do it and like, you know, come back to it. And I remember he told me, he was like, nah, man, like if you, if you stop now, you're never going to go back. He's like, just go ahead and finish it out stay strong and like get done with it. So then you can just be done with it. Um, and that's something that I, now I have a college degree that I'm not using, but I have it if I need it. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, so it's stuff like that, that I really, uh, I'm really thankful for that. I have pat him around for. Thanks. So what are your future plans and dreams? Like with wrestling, like what, where do you, you know, where do you want to go? next or whatever or, so or far down the line whatever, short whatever we're going to talk about <laughs> uh, I would love to do commentary more um, just because I love I love watching wrestling anyways 
Um, I love being able to tell stories and like help. I feel like good commentary is very underrated. At least these days it is. Um, so I recently got to do commentary on one of our last uh, PWF shows. I see in the chat someone asked me what my college degree is in. I have a associate's degree in uh, computer programming, uh, like coding and stuff like that. Bojack's a little bit of a nerd. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, commentary is definitely... Definitely something short-term that I'd love to start doing more of. Um, I got to do it on uh, our last PWF show that we had. I was doing it for the whole first half and uh, with Jakob. So that was really fun. Um, I got to do commentary on a No Peace Underground show. So that was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, commentary is definitely something I'd like to start doing more of if I can ever get the opportunity to. Um, I guess more like in-ring-wise... Uh, belt number three. That's the first one. <laughs> um, I think I just want to travel a little bit more and I just want to get my name out there wherever I can. And um, because I think so six months ago, roughly six months, right. like July, is uh, I had a match with uh, Mason Miles, which is where I won the PWF Undisputed Belt. And it is easily my best, second best, maybe. Uh, but at the time, it wasn't the best match I had ever had. Um, and I feel like it opened a lot of people's eyes to uh, a lot of people that just hadn't seen me before. Uh, it was just like making the rounds somehow. Um, uh, yeah, and I feel like that opened a lot of people's eyes to like, you know, who I am and what I can do. And so then that's when... I just started moving nonstop. That's when we had the Beyond match. Uh, that's when we had the right. IWTV match in Jersey. I wrestled at uh, Catalyst Wrestling in New Jersey. Um, so I've been moving nonstop since that match has happened. Uh, but I'm very, I'm very thankful for it. And um, to cap off the question, long term, I just want to be able to contribute in wrestling any way I can. Um, I'm so engrossed in it now that I know at some some point it, we all got to stop like the in ring. But however I can contribute, I just want to be able to contribute to wrestling some type of whether it's commentary, whether it's training, whether it's like producing in some capacity. I just always want to be involved in it, and I think I will be. Nice, yeah. It's interesting that you said about commentary because. Good commentary, sometimes you don't notice good commentary, but you always notice bad commentary. Right, 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 right. I think that's like the biggest thing is like bad commentary. It can take away from so much of the show and matches specifically where like, I feel like the best commentary are people that don't stick out too much where it adds to the match, but it's not distracting in a way. I feel like that's the best commentary. I, I tend to agree with you on that. It's people that can help enhance, you know, what you're seeing, tell you any, you know, backstories that might be going on between people that you maybe not seen before, but doesn't take away from what's going on inside the ring. It's people not trying to put themselves over. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so 
what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far? And that can be anything. It can be, if you know, your titles or if you had like a specific match or like some, you know, really good feud with a, a specific wrestler, whatever greatest achievement means to you. Uh, um, so there's one that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> um, that I have something that's coming up soon. Um, uh, but the one that I can talk about, um, so someone else that I look up to that's like helped me a lot since I started was, uh, JD Drake. Um, he's, uh, it's, I think he saw me as like another, you know, big guy that moves well and just, uh, decided to help me out, which he totally didn't have to do, but I definitely appreciate and I got to wrestle him this past uh, November, I believe it was, at uh, WrestleCade. It was my first WrestleCade, like, even even just attending one. It was my first WrestleCade, like, just even going. Uh, it was the first one I ever wrestled on. And, like, two weeks, I think, like, two weeks out. I was actually going to take that whole weekend off because I was like, no one's running against WrestleCade. And I wasn't booked yet. Um, so I was like, yeah, I just probably won't do anything this weekend. And then like two or three weeks before the show, the, uh, someone hits me up and they're like, Hey, can you be at uh showcase of champions on Friday? I was like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to do anything else. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I defended, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. If, if I have to be there, <laughs> um, so I defended the undisputed title against JD Drake. And I wrestled in front of about 900 people, I think. And that's easily the biggest crowd I've ever wrestled in front of. Um, and I didn't freak out. And I did it. And it was awesome. And a lot of people said it was the best match that night. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Is there a place that people can go watch that if they haven't seen it yet? Uh, over the course of this, I will look. It's wherever AML airs all of their shows. Um, I think they have their own network. I think it's on like the AML network. I'm, I, I'll, I'll search in a little bit and like get a definite answer. But yeah, it's uh wherever AML airs all the rest of their shows. Nice. So, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Hmm. These are very good questions, by the way. <laughs> um, I try to ask questions that people maybe haven't asked before, so. <laughs> oh, that's my that's my biggest thing. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. I don't really struggle with it so much anymore. Um, to like break the wall a little bit, but like uh bojack and like shoot name that i'm not going to talk about even though it's very easy to find uh those guys are like two very different people um i feel like i'm already kind of doing it just how i act in interviews um <laughs> but um early in it was very hard to like put myself in like bojack mode i guess um 
which like that's something I've always struggled with because even like my coaches back in uh, when I was playing football, they'd be like, "Yeah, dude, you're like a really nice guy, but like we need you to like not be nice when you're like on the field, like trying to you know hurt people." So, um, <laughs> so I think that was my biggest thing was like you know getting like into the zone. I guess I don't really struggle with it so much anymore. I've kind of found like what works for me, and I'm able to sort of like turn it on, turn it off whenever I need to. But I think that's probably the biggest obstacle that I can think of at the moment. Nice. So you said you've been wrestling for about five years. You started when you were still in high school. You make me feel very old. That's fine. You all do that at this point because I am old. It's fine. I'm coming to terms with these things. But um, if you could go back in time and wrestle yourself for your first match, or you can go forward in time five years and wrestle yourself five years into the future, which would you pick and why? Easily, I'd wrestle me five years from now uh, because I feel like five years ago before, I definitely had no idea like who I was as a performer. I was just like, this is what I want to do. You know, but I feel like I feel like everyone takes at least like bare minimum, like two years to figure out who they are, like as a wrestler, as a wrestling character, um, as a performer. Um, I feel like I honestly didn't figure that out until like last year, like year four. So I finally figured out who Bojack was. Um, or at least that's funny when I had it like locked down, like 100 percent, like, you know, year three, I was starting to figure it out. Year four, I was like, all right, I knew I'm starting to get it. And then, like, yeah, year four was this is who Bojack is. So it's been a year of finally knowing who I am. So this, like, five years later, I'd rather have a match with that guy because now that I know who I am, now it's just five years of getting to improve, getting more experience, um, traveling more, stuff like that. So when you wrestle, you travel a lot. You've been traveling a whole bunch. Um, so what is your favorite thing to listen to while you travel? Are you a music guy? Are you a podcast guy? What do you listen to? I'm a big music guy. So I listen to a few podcasts. Um, but uh, definitely a huge music guy. Anyone that knows me personally knows I'm a huge music guy. Um, I have a playlist for specifically for PWF that has like almost a thousand plus songs on it. Um, because Jakob was like, Hey, we need something to play during like intermission. Da, 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 da. So that was like three years ago. So I've just been adding and collecting just a mass of like pop music and like rock music and like, older pop music and just just it's just a big list of jams um but i'm a big music guy that's uh i was actually in like i mentioned earlier i was like cool with the band kids i was in band a little bit i didn't do like marching band or anything but i played saxophone um big music guy i love you tyler um but uh yeah so i i'm kind of a big fan of like all i can find something to appreciate about any genre of music. Uh, I think my least favorite genres are like, like really hard rock and like country. But even then there are songs in those genres that I still enjoy. So I definitely big music guy for sure. I think if I had to pin down a favorite genre, 
it'd either be rap or R&B, um, just because those are what I listen to the most. But, like, just general pop music is pretty good, too. Like, people be sleep. They're like, oh, you're, you're this big dude. You can't listen to pop music. Listen, I'm going to listen to my Charlie Puth, and I'm going to enjoy it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, what? What you said you listen to a couple podcasts. What podcasts do you listen to? Uh, the one I've been listening to the longest is the uh Solomonster Sounds Off with Jason Solomon. Um, I think I was just like on YouTube and I like sounds. Uh, I think that's how I really started getting into podcasts. He was the first one. Um, uh, there was like a clip of part of one of his shows on YouTube. Um, that I listened to and I was like, this guy has a very interesting voice and he's talking about things that interest me. Um, so then that was one of them. Uh, the what culture wrestling podcast I listened to off and on, um, the what culture gaming podcast. I listen to a lot cause I'm a big video game guy. So that's where I get all my like video game news and junk and stuff like that. Um, and then, Roughly two to three years ago, a few guys started something called the Deadlock Wrestling Podcast, and I have listened to that, like, every episode that they've put out since, like, last year. Not last year, about two years ago, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) So, it's funny that you would mention that, because when I was, um, just a little bit about me, I guess, when I was, you know... Uh, Christopher set up kind of this interview. So I was going through and I was going through, you know, the promotions that you work with and blah, blah, blah. And I saw you worked with Deadlock and I'd heard of them a little bit, but I hadn't really looked at them too much. Um, Tony Pizza Guy. Tony Pizza Guy works with Deadlock. He's from like my area and we used to be friends back in the day. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't, I didn't so know cool. that he did stuff for like this, but yeah. That's um, so cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's nice to see that he's doing well. <laughs> can I talk about Deadlock for a sec? Like, can I just talk about anything about you Deadlock? want? Go <laughs> off. Um, so Deadlock is really weird because so I uh my first introduction to so the three guys, the three like main guys are uh uh James, otherwise known as uh CM Pulse or just Pulse, he dropped the CM a while ago. Uh Johnny. Johnny Blood from New Legacy Inc. and Tony Pizza Guy, obviously. Um, so I first got introduced to uh, New Legacy um, and Johnny like 2012, 2013, something like that. Um, so I was already like a big fan of theirs, have been for years. And then just like getting more into like YouTube wrestling gaming culture, I found uh, James and Tony through that. Um, so then I, when I heard they were starting a podcast, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, so then one day, um, so I helped train, so I trained at the Carolina Wrestling Academy and I still train there and now I help train there. Um, and I also run like all of our social medias and like emails and stuff like that. That's what I was saying when I'm, I'm extremely busy (laughs) all the time, but I love it. Um, and I get an email from someone, and it says, uh, James uh, Darnell. And I'm like, what? Nah, 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 nah. And then I look, it's like, it's like actually James. I was like, 
this is so weird, but all right, cool. So uh, he like comes out to the school and then he starts training with us. So like me and James are just like tight now. I was like, this is really weird. I'm used to like watching you on like a video screen. And then now I'm here like teaching you how to wrestle. So this is weird, but it's so it's, it's one of the most like just surreal moments of my life. And then they started, they actually started DPW and I met, uh, Johnny and Tony in person at the first DPW show we did in Jacksonville. And that was really weird. Um, uh, I know Tyler also is a, my friend, Tyler, I keep bringing him up. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like one of my best friends. Um, he also is big new legacy guy. Uh, and so he was like freaking out when he was meeting Johnny, uh, cause he found out that they have a lot in common. Um, but I, I told him afterwards, I was like, yeah, I didn't freak out because the whole thing just kind of just sort of like felt like a dream. So I think the entire time in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, this isn't real. So I have no reason to like be freaking out about any of this. But like, I, I very consciously knew like, yeah, this is real life. But it was all so bizarre and just like stuff that just doesn't seem like it actually happens. So I, I wasn't freaking out. And uh, yeah, uh, Chris Danker was there too. Um, Tubby Emu. I was just like really chill just meeting everybody. And it's a really cool feeling when, like, people that you think are really cool and are, like, not necessarily celebrities, but, like, in that weird, like, echelon of, like, entertainment personalities. It's really cool when you meet them and they, like, know who you are. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, you're the coolest. And I'm like, this is not happening. This isn't real. <laughs> so this has definitely been a, like, crazy. Oh. Mike. Are we good? Yep, yep, there we are. I was like, yeah, oh. I knew it. I was like, I was like, this has been going well for too long. Um, but yeah, this has definitely been a crazy experience going through all this with them from the beginning. Nice. <laughs> I saw, like I said, I saw you with Deadlock. I was investigating it and I was like, oh, let me beat the guy. Shoot. We used to, we used to hang out back in the day. <laughs> it's kind of oh, funny crazy. to me. <laughs> Just glad that people are doing well. That's all I ever want for anybody. Is just want people to be doing well, you know. Support <laughs> your friends. <laughs> right? I just want everyone I just want everyone to be living their best life, doing what's best for them, enjoying themselves. So what is going back to music a little bit, what is the most surprising song that you like on your playlist? Like what's the most like, oh, I didn't think that he would listen to that kind of song. Um, so just for like jokes, probably, uh, Flamingo by Carol Carol Bonito. It was in a lot of like memes for a while. Hmm. And then I actually started getting into the band. <laughs> I was like, I don't um, think I've ever heard that song, but I will look it up once I am done. It's, it's definitely something you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't immediately link it to Bojack off the rip. Um, <laughs> That's probably the most surprising thing that's, like, regularly in my playlist. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, when you're on the road, I'm I'm a big, like, Snackosaurus Rex. Like, I'm a snack girl. So, like, what are your go-to road snacks? Ooh. So, I try my best not to snack a ton. Uh, 
because you know da 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 da. But um, sometimes you just got it. You just got to sometimes. Uh, me and uh Patrick Scott both bond over our inability to stop eating Oreos. Uh, we both for years. It's like yeah, dude. Like I haven't eaten anything sugary, and then it's like we kind of just look at each other. It's like. But the Oreos, though, it's like, but the Oreos, though, but like everything else, though, like I've stopped. <laughs> it's like Oreos is definitely probably my biggest weakness. Um, Oreos and Skittles just like slap at any and all times. But uh, I try my best not to. But those are the two that I just like, if I see them, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'll just look the other way. And I got to. <laughs> What's your favorite bag of Skittles? Like, ooh. The tropical ones are really good, but I think the originals, they, they just, they're safe. I know them. They've been with me for years. They've been on my side. So original bag at the end of the day. So important question. Skittles. Green. Green apple or lime? Ooh, I feel like I'm going to get hate for this. I like the green apple more. Oh, well, that's the end of this conversation. See? <laughs> 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 um, I feel like the lime and the lemon are like very similar like flavors. No, they're similar enough. Where like green mm. apple is like <laughs> terrible. I don't know what you're. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> if I ever see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like a lime skittle, and you're gonna be like this is fantastic. Green apple, what? They put they put out that bag of like all limes a while ago. It's like why? Why? <laughs> you know that I had I bought like five bags, right? <laughs> not not even kidding. I had the same uh, discussion with my brother because he's a big lime guy and I'm <sighs> team green apple, so I'm I'm over lime erasure. Like I more <laughs> lime <laughs> I, I do think it's extremely whack that they just got rid of the flavor because, like, I'm sure I'm, I know there are people that love the lime flavor. So I think I think that is whack that they're just like, you know, no, they just don't exist anymore. They're just not a thing. I thought that was really weird. So I believe that they are bringing them back into the original package of Skittles. I I will, if I can at all help it, I will not buy an original pack of Skittles if I see that it has green apple because I just don't <laughs> like green apple. I don't fuck with green apple. Well, because now you, now you got to watch out for them. Now you got to be right? on the lookout. See, now we got to inspect the pack of Skittles. They're doing too much, man. <laughs> Honestly, if it's up to me, I'm going to pick. It's like, it's like they're like the bigger bags, but they're the tropical and the berry mixed in one. Mm, and I'm like, bags. Mm. that's the most flavor combination. So that's usually what I go with. That half and half bag is dangerous, man. It's fucking dangerous. But hey, it's like... It's the most color combinations. Right. So I got to. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you like to travel with? Like, who are your road buddies? All right. Easily. This one's off the rip. I travel with, like, the same five people, like, everywhere. Um, Diego Hill, easily. He is... Uh, he's basically my brother. And, like, on Twitter, I'll, like, refer to him as my brother. He's not, like legitimately like my blood brother but he's basically my brother at this point we we train together we are tagging together we're in a trios slash quartet now together um so he's like my number one uh we ride like everywhere together 
Um, my number two is uh, Daniel Crossley. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at it's I, uh, I his Twitter is I'm Daniel Crossley. Um, he's someone that I've uh, had a lot of help with training. Um, he's like a super super good motivated kid. Um, and he's just a very cool person to have around. Um, there's someone else that's like, uh, Aaron Cox is, oh my God. So again, that's someone else that I've had a hand in training. He, he's a very unique individual to say the least. And he is very funny to be around, but he has a lot to handle at times, but in the best way though, in the best way. Um, anytime we go to a Denny's, he has to make a fuss about how they don't serve waffles anymore. And it's always a big thing every time. He knows they don't have them, and he asks anyways, and he gets the point disappointed. So he's a waffle guy? <laughs> big waffle guy. Big well, waffle guy. not coming guy. on this show. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You don't need him on this show. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Ain't gonna happen for ya. <laughs> you gotta fit the gimmick, man. No, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't need any, I don't need any waffle lovers here. Like, see, everyone else I mentioned, big pancake guys. Aaron Cox, big waffle guy. Let's just get him out of here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I also got to shout out my guy, Tyler. Um, we don't ride together, like, all the time, but uh, that's just because we're both, like, really busy, and we don't live, like, super close to each other. But uh, anytime we can go to each other, like, we always just genuinely have a good time. And he, like, he streams on Twitch and stuff like that, and uh, anytime he's on, then I am around i try to like hop on and just hang out with him or play games with him or whatever we can do so that's just like one of my buddies too so what has been one of your favorites wow what has been one of your favorite <laughs> cities to wrestle in um mm, i mm, i hate driving to charlotte north carolina but i love wrestling in charlotte north carolina like the fans are always really fun there and it's a lot of people that like just know what they want to see um but like yeah driving to charlotte is always like the worst it's a four-hour drive for me but it feels like a five-hour drive and then like i'll drive like five hours to like columbia south carolina and that feels like three hours um <laughs> um <laughs> Shout out, yeah, Columbia, South Carolina is probably my, uh, another one. Again, it's just, like, really fun fans that just love to enjoy wrestling. And then easily my number one is, like, my hometown, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Just because, like, we don't have a ton of shows that happen around here. It's just, like, the PWF shows and the Deadlock shows. And then, like, every now and then, excuse me, sorry, uh, every now and then... <laughs> Uh, you know, someone will be like close, but we're the only people that re perform like in Jacksonville. And I've been in front of these fans for so long now. I know so many of them, like basically family at this point. Yeah. That's so like, that's wholesome. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what has been one of your favorite opponents over your last five years? Um, annoyingly in kayfabe. Kayfabe. Annoyingly, Antonio Ace. Uh, we have had several matches against each other. Um, we were the first uh, like CWA uh, only 
main event in PWF. So, like, we both trained at the Carolina Wrestling Academy, and we were the first PWF main event. That's like, these are only Carolina Wrestling Academy students. Um, so that was cool. Uh, we've we've had so many matches together. Like on on flip sides too. It's so crazy. So when I first like debuted, like I was a bad guy. He was like a good guy, like Luchador. And then at some point we like flipped, kind of around the same time. It was really weird. Uh, definitely was not intentional. We sort of like flipped sides of the coin. Uh, so now I'm like a good guy and he's a giant jerk. Uh, and, <laughs> but we, um, anytime I get to wrestle him, it's, uh, very fun, extremely fun. Um, someone that I want to wrestle way more is, uh, Jay Malachi. Uh, I've only had like two matches with him and they were both tag matches, but he is someone that people definitely need to keep their eyes on. He is somehow only 17 and has been doing this like almost as long as I have. I swear I've known him for like four years and he's been 17 the entire time I've known him. Um, <laughs> um, another one's uh, Alexander Moss. Uh, he was just recently on some uh, AEW dark tapings. Uh, he may have invented one of them against uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, he's someone that for years, and this is like very rewarding. For years, me and him have, like, wanted a one-on-one -on -one and just could, like, never get it. Uh, it'd be like, oh, we're planning on doing it, but then something would come up. Or, like, oh, well, I'm wrestling here, and we're both wrestling here, but I have to stop wrestling here because i gotten really busy, da-da-da-da. So we've been, like, in the same circle for, like, two years now wanting a one-on-one -on -one match. And I finally wrestled him in a one-on-one -on -one match, like, two weeks ago. And it was everything that we had been wanting for the past two years. Um, so that's definitely someone that I love and would love to have more matches with. And then probably the biggest one, um, I'm going to cap off with three more, but they're very quick for uh, obvious reasons. Uh, J.D. Drake, again, someone that I've looked up to since uh, I started training. He's helped me a lot. He's definitely helped me become who I am today. I've only had two one-on-one -on -one matches with him, but they were both really fun, really physical. Because we're both we're both big guys that can move, but at the end of the day, we're gonna go out there and beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> um, my uh, number two is uh, Mason Miles. Again, I haven't wrestled him a ton, but like the one time we did something together was one of, if not the best match I've ever had. Um, so he's someone that I definitely want to run it back with anytime soon. Um, and my last one is Andrew Everett. Um, I've been a fan of Drew's for a while now, just cause like, uh, I think I discovered Drew through NL, which is funny that we're both wrestling for DPW now. Um, but that's why, that's when I first like heard of him. And then I just been following him since then. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool, he's a Carolina guy. That's so dope. Um, and I met him a little while ago. And then we finally wrestled at uh, the DPW, you already know, in Raleigh. Uh, had, a, had, a, had a very fun match for this bad boy. And that has replaced <laughs> the match with Mason Miles for probably the best match I've ever had. Those are for sure like my top two matches I've ever had. Um, again, we had never, 
we maybe had one interaction in a battle royal before that. Other than that, we had never touched. And it was just like magic. We were both on the same page for like everything that we wanted to do. It was super easy just going out there and just having a blast. The fans were super into it. So anytime I can run it back with him for sure. Nice. So what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give? Ooh, this sounds really weird. But like my favorite move to take right now, I have loved getting power bombed off the second rope because I'm a big dude and I don't get power bombed a lot. But, like, any time I've taken any bump from, like, the second rope, it's usually a power bomb. Uh, I did one with Drew that was a little crazier that I don't want to talk about because that match is still pretty fresh. And I'll let people go watch that and see for themselves what that bump was. Um, but, yeah, power bomb off the second. I think it's crazy because, like, I'm so big, so then I take it and then I bounce off the bat because how fucking <laughs> high up we are. Um, it just feels really crazy. Um Favorite move to give, easily just a nice snug lariat. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have um ooh I I'll get I'll get a little more specific with it. So I I kind of just throw lariats all over. Um, I call my lariat uh the Grand Smasher lariat because I'm a nerd and I have to name everything I do. Um, sidebar, very quick sidebar. So the name Bojack comes from uh Bojack from Dragon Ball Z, not Bojack Horseman. I hate Bojack Horseman jokes with a passion. Um so that was uh one of Bojack's moves in one of the Dragon Ball Z games. It's called the Grand Smasher. So that's what I named the Lariat. Um but I have a spot where I'll do like the Marafuji like shadow, like hit the ropes. So like as they hit them, I come and hit them from behind. Uh anytime I do that, people get super surprised at how fast I can move. Uh, so that's a really fun way to get into it. That's probably my favorite way to do it. Nice. I certainly would not want to take a lariat from you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there now. Not something I would want to do. <laughs> you look very powerful and it looks like it would hurt a hell of a lot. There's nothing better than just like. Like, uh, like JBL had a really good lariat. Um, I can't talk about him. Uh, Bray Wyatt had a really good lariat. There's a few guys that just had, like, just really good lariat. It's, like, one of the best moves they do. It always gets a big pop. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Simple but effective. Not something that I would want to. Please, if I ever meet you, do not lariat me. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Please don't lariat me. I only dish him out. I only dish him out to people that deserve Shingo Takagi, uh, Kojima. Those guys also really good lariats. <laughs> so, if you had an action figure of yourself, but it was one of like the talking action figures where you could like push a button and it would say stuff, what would you want it to say? And then, what accessories would it come with? Uh, uh I'd probably just go. <laughs> I'd probably just go with Bojack Smash because I feel like I feel like that's an unofficial catchphrase for me. I've never said it once, but I see it all the time and like people put it on si- I have like a sign sitting like on my wall over here where like people just write it on signs all the time. I've never said that once, but I guess that I I think that would be my my phrase. Um accessories 
I'd like to have like different uh different um shades of my vest. Uh, cause I'm a big like gear guy, big like changeable color sets guy. Um, and that's a hard one. I'm not a big prop guy. I'm a, I fight with my fists. So, <laughs> well, maybe it could come with one, two, however many belts you may have. There it is. There it is. We'll we'll find a fourth one just to throw in there too. <laughs> Maybe I'll make it a stack belt and just I'll be like, yeah, here. <laughs> I will gladly. Please, I will gl- I'll please don't lariat I'll, me. I'll, <laughs> that's the ransom for not lariating you. <laughs> so, so, speaking of belts, if you could create your own title, what would it be for and how would it be defended? It's like, what would you call it? What would be the stipulations? the lariat championship no 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 no. um ooh, um hmm. i feel like there needs to be more hardcore championships just in general just because like i like hardcore matches but i kind of want more stakes uh and then like rather than like hey let's just go beat the fuck out of each other with this trash like let's uh, let's put a belt on the line um so that's an idea um i think a rumble championship would be really cool like a battle royal championship i think that'd be really dope um because you could battle royal can be whatever like you can um you can change like how many people are in it you can change, you know, like, is it over the top? Is it pin? Whatever, whatever. Um, here, here. I know my my official answer. I have a match type that I've never seen done that I would love to see. It is an Iron Man tables match. How many tables can you put your opponent through in X amount of time? And so I want a championship just for that so someone finally has to do the match. And then that means we'll get multiple of them, and I'll be I'll be mega happy about that. <laughs> so when you say tables, do you mean like tables proper, or do you mean like a door on chairs? We'll, we'll go door on chairs for the sake of uh, budget. And, I was going to say, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what, I mean, whew, that'd be a hefty, hefty bill. Good like, tables are really hard to find, like the ones that actually break. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're already all broken. No. <laughs> like, like you, you can come to the show, fans, tickets are going to be $200 just for the table budget. <laughs> it's like, oh, last show was like 30 bucks, but this show is 20, is 200 bucks. It's like, ah, oh, there's a, there's a Iron Man door championship match on this show. Right, 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 right. so as a wrestler what is the weirdest request that you have gotten from a fan keep it you know yeah 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 (laughs) um no 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 i got you i got you um the weirdest request i've gotten uh and this is like teetering in that territory but still nothing like like whack was like uh someone asked me to um someone else that's like in my circle his name is uh Jackson Drake and they 
someone asked me how it felt to hit him in the ribs and i wasn't sure what to do from there so i blocked them and i went on with my business <laughs> so you didn't you didn't tell them the answer I don't know how to describe that, man. <laughs> I'm and not like, I, I guess the part that confuses me is like, why that person specifically? Why not? What does it feel like to hit any person in the ribs? But why? Why that person specifically? See, I got. I had way more questions than answers. That's why I just blocked them and went on with my business. I wasn't sure what to do. I was like. I don't know how to feel or do about this situation. So I'm just going to not, just not deal with it. I'm just going to make this a not situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sitting here pondering and all I have are questions. <laughs> it was a very, uh, it was a very strange, very, I don't even, I think it was like Facebook. It was either Facebook or it was like, Someone DM'd me on Instagram. It was something real. I, they DM'd me on Instagram. That's what it was. It was really, really. I was like, uh, I don't know why you're asking me this, guy. It doesn't help that Jackson Drake just turned 18, like, last year. So I was like, yeah, I'm not touching this one at all. <laughs> uh, random person, if you're listening, why did you ask that? Get back to me. <laughs> what, up, what up with guys' ribs, man? What it is. <laughs> right? Like. Are you fascinated with ribs in general? Is it the person's ribs it was specifically? Is it the punching part? Like, I don't big, understand. There's so many, so many questions. Big rib fetish guy. <laughs> I don't like a rib fetish. <laughs> that's a new one, but I'm not here to kink shame. That's not who I am as a person. If that's don't your do thing, that around here. <laughs> have at it, I guess. I, I don't know. What to tell you. you do you. I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> so, again, you've been traveling a whole bunch. Everyone always has, like, at least one really good travel story. Like, either something that was really funny or something that was, like, just, like, crazy or, like, not traumatic, but, like, kind of. Like, what is, like, your good, like, this is the travel story that I'm going to tell my children if I choose to have them. So honorable mention, uh, this isn't my story. I just want to mention it for future reference. Uh, Skylar Mack, he wrestles in DPW. If you ever have him on, tell him that Bojack specifically told you to ask him about the air the Airbnb that he stared at, uh, stayed at in Raleigh. Because uh, good God, he told me about that, and it he ooh he has more dedication to this than I than I do. Um, <laughs> uh. But for me personally, um, hmm, I'm trying to think of ones that are more like entertaining and not just me being frustrated. <laughs> and if you uh, need to, by all means, you can censor any names so people don't get like butthurt about things or so you're not hurting people's feelings <laughs> or outing them for any specific dumb behavior. That's not. That's not what this is about. This is about fun and having a good time. So feel free to censor if you need to. I will. I. Right, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll workshop this one story. Um. So, uh, 
it was me, uh, Diego Hill, and Daniel Crossley, and some other people. Uh, we were going to uh, Tennessee. Um, and so on the way there, they're like, oh, we got to go through this. Uh, we got to go through the scenic route. Da, 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 da. Tennessee is like an eight-hour drive for us. Um, so we were up like super early that morning trying to get there. Um, so we're on the way there. It's like, yeah, make sure you take the scenic route. Da, 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 da. Um, so then I was asleep. I wake up and I see the sign for the scenic route. Daniel Crossley is currently driving and he drives past it. The person that requested to see the scenic route is also asleep. And so I look over at him and I'm just like, at a boy. So to give him like the head nod. And then I go back to sleep. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Diego Hill, who slept this entire trip. I don't know how. I have no idea how. He drove for like maybe two hours. Uh, we were probably on the road like 16-ish, maybe closer to 17 or 18 hours total. He was asleep for all but two of them. And that's because he was driving those two. He might have been asleep while driving. You don't know. Hey, <laughs> we we got home safely. That's what mattered. <laughs> oh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler did mention another funny story. Um, I don't remember where the show was. I think it was uh, I don't remember where this show was. Um, but it was me, Tyler, um, Diego Hill, and. I think Daniel Crossley might have been with us. I can't remember who it was. We might have, but we had a fourth guy with us. I can't remember who it was. Um, so we're at this gas station, and gotta love creepy gas stations at midnight when you're just trying to go home and you're three hours away from home, and there are uh, weirdos out there with you. Um, it was Daniel Crossley. It was Daniel Crossley. Um, so we're walking in, and uh. There's, like, this really weird guy, like, standing outside, dressed very nicely, but, like, very obviously, like, it doesn't have anything going on. It looks like he's not all the way there and is just sort of hanging out. Um, so we're inside, and we're, like, waiting to be checked out or, like, waiting for the bathroom or something. And so brother walks in and looks at Diego Hill, and what he, he asked him for $5, but he didn't say... Hey, do you have like some money I can spare or something? He looked at him like this and like mouthed the words. He's like, like, like I, my mic's not messing up. He wasn't. He was like, um. <laughs> so that was weird. And so then he leaves us alone. He goes outside. We buy our stuff and we're heading back to the car. He's like, "Hey, man, y'all got anything you can spare?" And, like, he had to say it, like, three times, and I couldn't hear him, and I didn't even know what he was asking me. He's like, y'all got anything y'all can spare? I was like, nah, nah, bro. So we get in the car. It's like, dude, it's a gas station. Like, I buy what I need, and then I leave. Like, I don't just. <laughs> well, and who's, like, you, you mentioned, like, there was just something off about him. Like, I mean, to be fair, people that are, like, generally speaking, like, with it and, like, have, you know, things that that they're doing are not typically hanging around um gas stations at you know whatever o'clock in the morning yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of nowhere like typically yeah like people got other shit to do yeah yeah so i was like, like yeah this guy's 
this guy's up to no good for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, no, 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 I don't have anything to spare. It's a gas station. You think I just like went and bought groceries? And I'm just like, yeah, dude, I didn't actually need to buy this. Like, yeah, I really, I, I truly didn't need this Reese's peanut butter cup. I mean, I truly didn't, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're going to get it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, again, more questions than answers. This is a real thought-provoking interview. Oh, yeah, Tyler also mentioned he was, like, sweeping the parking lot. I don't know where he found a broom. He definitely didn't work at the gas station, but he was, like, sweeping the parking. I think he, I think what he was actually doing, I think he was looking in people's cars. Because he'd get, like, very close to, like, people's cars when he was doing this. So I think he was, like, scoping them out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where he got the broom. I don't know what he was doing, if that's not what he was doing. (laughs) Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> See, you're you just you're just bringing me more like more questions and and no no answers. That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> big big rib guy, big parking lot sweet guy. <laughs> these, these characters that are now a part of your life, <laughs> and now a part of my life. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here to share. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> so what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Wrestling word? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I think this is something I picked up from James. I've just started calling things gimmicks. And like... <laughs> I That's don't, the one I that totally... most people say. I totally don't realize that I do it. It's like, yeah, it's over on the ledge gimmick over there. It's just, just going to throw it in. <laughs> like, it's so, like, that's what, when I ask that question, that's what most people say, by the way, if that makes you feel any better. Um, um, so, I think, yeah. uh, I think, like, not, like, actual wrestling term, but I definitely got it from wrestling. This one is for sure from, like, uh, from Deadlock. Uh, so they all have this thing where, like, I think it started as a joke, and this is how it always starts. It starts as a joke, and then you just casually adopt it into your vocabulary. Um, it's just, hey, how's it going? But, like, in, like, the most, like, deadpan and, like, just, at, it, uh, like, overdone. So we walk uh, at the first Deadlock show, walk up to James. I'm like, James, James, find this, find I'm like, James, walk up, hey, how's it going? And it's just like, you just say it like all the time and it doesn't ever stop. And you don't realize it until you're like, I say this all the time. <laughs> it's like, it started off as a joke and now it's my thing. <laughs> yeah, now I, now I can't stop. <laughs> so do you have any hidden talents? Um, I mentioned the saxophone earlier. Um... I got pretty good at that when I played that. Haven't touched it in like a year, but that was pretty dope. Uh, I am a beast at Injustice 2 specifically. I give everyone the work anytime we play that game. Uh, Actual like talent, talent though. Uh, Well, I mentioned like the coding earlier. Like I know how to like code and stuff like that. I guess that's like, 
weird that people wouldn't expect from me. But, like, actual, like, body talents or anything like that or just, like, weird stuff like that, I don't think I have anything. But I just have, like, weird quirks and things that I enjoy. Nice. So, what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? You can go back in time and you talk to yourself as a child. What Mm. wisdom would you impart upon yourself? Uh, I would say specifically stick with wrestling. Um, and then I would have told myself to stop worrying so much about other people's opinion of yourself. Not that I dealt with that specifically, but that's just a big thing that I feel like a lot of people in life don't learn to do until like way late in the game. And when it's like, I'm me and I'm going to be me. And no one is going to change that but me. So how you feel about me is kind of irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're not, like, a problem. <laughs> if, you don't, if you're, like, everything's, like, good to go and you're, like, you know, everything's all there, then, like, other people's opinion of you, especially negative ones, ultimately don't matter to who you are as a person. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, in wrestling where it's, like, you're playing to a crowd. Like, that's important to know who you are. And, you know, they can like you or not like you. And uh, I think the second uh, one, one more quick one is um, don't waste energy on things that you have no control over. Because um, I still tell guys that I know that like now is like, you know, if you've done everything you can do about a situation and it's currently out of your hands and you can't affect it in any way, then don't waste energy being concerned about it. Obviously, you know, monitor it, see how it goes. But, like, if it's past the point of you being able to do anything about it right now, all you're doing is, like, stressing yourself out and making yourself sick, worrying about it. Worry about it when there's something you can do about it. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) So, um, I just have a few more questions. Um, Then we'll go to Christopher. Um, Questions from chat. If there are any, and then I believe we have a lightning round for you. So I'm, I'm serious, super excited about a lightning round. Um, and then we'll wrap up. So um, we're on in the home stretch, if you will. So you don't have to spend any more of your night talking with me. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> having a great time. I love talking to people and getting to know people, especially you know, new people, like, I'm not, you know, I've seen you wrestle a couple times, but I'm not overly familiar with you, so this has been really fun for me. I like getting to know people, and I like talking to people, that's why I do this, so. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't like talking to people, this would really not be the avenue for me. (laughs) It'd be very hard to get successful doing that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what success looks like for me at this point, but I'm having fun, and that's the important part for me, and I hope that you and all of my guests that I am so lucky to speak with that want to spend time talking with me. Like, I hope you all have a good time. As good of a time as you can have. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, I don't know. I'm a big Twitter person. I don't know if you hang out on Twitter too much, but they have spaces where you can go and talk to people. And this question kind of came out of spaces. So shout out to spaces. But what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight using just your hands, no weapons? Mm. And you can pretend it's attacking you if that makes you feel better. 
Mm. I think I could take down a small, like, bear cub. The cub specifically. Like, full-blown full bear is kicking my ass. Um, but, like, a bear cub that, like, you know, like, it's going to be an issue, but I think I could handle it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty strong. Uh, I think I could work around the claws and the teeth. I think I could get it down. <laughs> uh, do you have a specific species of bear that you would be most apt to fight? I think I'll just get like a common like forest bear because I feel like something something about like Arctic polar bears. I feel like they just have like a secret knowledge of kung fu or like some sort of crazy fighting style that we just wouldn't understand. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with a polar bear baby. But like just like a just like a regular like black bear in the woods, like you're just like a common dude. Like I got you no problem. (laughs) (laughs) So. How do you take your pancakes? Um, I have a an issue with like over syruping them. Uh, I try like not to, and I just do it all the time. I'm just a big syrup guy, big syrup guy. Uh, can't stop. Um, but no, I'm just like I like blueberry pancakes and like strawberry pancakes are cool, but like nothing beats just like regular og just pancakes just like regular no no real additive like the syrup like nothing always there for you always there for you yeah i i can't i can get behind that just like a good you know buttermilk pancake with some maple syrup like Mm, 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 mm. it's a classic for a reason you know i have a question for you okay what is your go-to side with pancakes bacon yeah, there it is. There it is. Gotta have that think, sea salty. I think my number one would probably be eggs, and my number two would be bacon. I'm not a big eggs fan, but like that, like sweet, because like I'm a syruper too. Mm. So like that, that sweet syrupy with like that salty, crunchy bacon, like it's just such a good com- like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, uh, Difference in yeah, I lost it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where it's like you have those like sweet, soft pancakes, and you have that crispy, salty bacon. Like that's the I didn't even though. I didn't even think about that. That's probably another reason why too, because like the pancakes are so like fluffy, and like bacon's like you know pretty crunchy. So that probably is a weird like back and forth for your mouth too. So that's yeah, that's that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm I like the that. contrast. That's what I was looking for. The contrast. Yeah, yeah. See, I was, I was right. It was in my head. And as soon as you were like, I can't think of the word. I was like, I had it. It's gone now. <laughs> right. Like that contrast in like taste and texture is really like top notch for me. Top notch. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have, you know, one, one question and it's brilliant because you touched on this a little bit earlier and I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I'm normally I take you on a journey, but I don't think I even have to take you on this journey because I think that you would get there on your own because I'm going to pretend that you're hungry. You're going to a store. You want something sweet and you go to the cookie aisle and you don't want any, so many cookies. You want Oreos. I know you want Oreos. You already told me you did, but there's still you know, options. You could get like those flavored Oreos, but you don't want those. You just want like an OG, like chocolate cookie, white cream center Oreo. But like there are still options. So you can get like the thin Oreos or you can get just like the regular Oreos or you can get the double stuffed Oreos. 
Are you, which one are you picking? Are you double stuff guy? Big double stuff guy. Big double yeah. stuff guy. I don't understand the thins. I don't understand the thins. Why would Art you same. want less cream? Why would you want less? <laughs> I don't, I, that, I, I also cannot comprehend. Does it look like I like less of anything? No. <laughs> so I can't comprehend why you would want a thin Oreo. If I'm like going to have an Oreo, go all out. Go all Oreo. Exact, exact. Like the regular ones are like, you know, in times of crisis, they're fine. If that's all I got, I can deal with that. Double stuff is where it's at, even though it's not exactly double. Somebody did the math, and it's like it's actually only one and a half. But, like, I don't care. I don't need it to be exact. I just need more. <laughs> right? Semantics. I just need I just need extra white Oreo cream goodness. And I, I, feel, like the, I feel like the mega stuff, like, is overpowering just a little bit. Like, just a little. Just enough to yeah. where it bothers me. <laughs> I would take I would take a mega stuff over a thin. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. not a crazy person, but like that double stuff is like that's the sweet spot. Like that's like the the Goldilocks, like just right. That's the upper echelon of Oreos. Yeah. Ten of ten agree. You are a <laughs> friend of the show for picking the double stuffed Oreo. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> Um, Christopher, questions from chat and lightning round. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we definitely have questions from chat, and we definitely have another very special lightning round sent in from Captain Chuckle. We will start with questions Much from chat. Uh, so Vic comes in once again with one of his staple questions. How many sets of gear does BoJack bring to the show? Okay, so I currently have three, and that's about as much as I can fit in my bag. But I planned on getting more this year anyways. But I think, yeah, so three three is the answer, because that's all I can fit in the bag. But uh, I'm a big, like, color sets guy and options guy. So I, this year, and, like, as time continues, I just plan on going crazy with the color variants. But three is the max that I can get in the bag at a time. <laughs> so I'm feeling like what I'm what I'm hearing here is that you need a bigger bag. I probably just need a bigger bag so I can bring five sets of gear. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get you set up with Merrick Donovan. He's got that giant backpack that he let, lugs around, and he he works. <laughs> I think he works a shoot job where he gets these for like a discount or something. But this Ooh. but this bag is it's the size of Merrick. It's he can fit into the bag. <laughs> it's it's a very large bag. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I need to, I need to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you coordinate your gear against your opponent's gear? Like, if they're wearing red gear, are you like, I'm not gonna wear red gear. I, I'm very paranoid about it. Uh, I I don't have to, but like, I try my best to avoid it at any and all costs. Um, <laughs> just because I I feel like it's weird. It's like. Oh, they're matching, but they're fighting. And, like, sometimes that's a point, though, because sometimes it's like, oh, well, they're tag partners and they're having beef right now, so then you would wear the same colors. So then, like, it, you don't want to, like, and this is just me, like, doomsday scenario in my head. It's like, so what if there's a match on the show where they're telling that story and they're wearing the same colors? But I'm not in that story, and me and I guy are wearing the same colors, and now we're just confusing the fans. I don't want to do that. So anytime I can avoid it, I try. <laughs> nice. 
All right, so uh, Tyler is obviously in the chat, and you've been answering some of his questions, or he's been bringing up some great stories. But he also my guy. wanted to know, Tyler, who is your celebrity crush, and why is it Florence Pugh? Oh my god! <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> We're getting to the good tea now. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> All right, for anyone that has seen Black Widow, the movie, Florence Pugh's character in that movie is easily the best character in the whole movie. She's hilarious, she is cool, and then she is just a beautiful person. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I need to defend myself, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Did it just look her up? Oh my god, I'm old. Um, but no, she's very cute. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> and yeah, there it, are a lot worse picks you could have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and an excellent character in that movie. I I, I have caught that movie and it and definitely does a good job with it. She's the it best character. She's easily the best character. Yeah. Yeah, he could have picked a way worse person. All right, uh, head cheese. Of course you can. I'm going to ask that question right now. Uh, Hi, Henry. Che- Henry wants to know um, what is your favorite cartoon and or anime theme song. Ooh, big cartoon guy, big anime guy. Um, so I think my favorite, like recently, is um the original, like season one, uh, B Stars theme song. It's got, like, a bunch of, like, saxophones and junk in it. Beastars is a uh, Netflix anime. It's about, like, anthropomorphic animals, and it's, like, really dramatic in there in high school. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's probably my current one. Um, there was one uh, from a while ago called uh, Gurren Lagan That was really good. That one's really great. And then um, probably to swing it around to cartoons, the, like, OG, like, 2016 Titans one was always a banger. Nice. I don't know any of those, but I'm sure they're great. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Val. We'll, 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 we'll Google them later. <laughs> well, I'll just uh, take my walker and leave. They all slap. Don't worry about it. They're all really good. I promise. <laughs> I trust you because I don't want you to larry at me. <laughs> so, uh, Captain Chuckles did drop a question. That too. Uh, we were talking about commentary there for a little bit. He wants to know who you think is the best in commentary right now. Mm, right now, like currently, yeah. Um, prob I'd probably say Excalibur uh, from AEW, just because like you know he knows how to have fun, but like also he can like get dramatic in moments when he needs to, and he's he's knowledgeable everyone on the roster. He's knowledgeable of, uh, like, all the moves everyone does. And, like, that last one's not, like, super important. But it's it's really important to me that, like, you know the moves of what people are doing. I feel like, you know, you can still be great at commentary and, like, not know the, the name of every single move everyone does. But I feel like it just adds to it if you do know how to do that. That makes a lot of sense. I try to do that when I do the watch-alongs of Val always I amaze Val with the fact that I know some of the names of the moves. 
I know the names of like no like very few moves. Like I know what a suplex looks like. I can't tell you what kind of suplex it is. Like obviously I know what like a drop kick is, no area. Like those are easy ones. I know what like a sliced bread is now. But like very, very little knowledge on moves. I did commentary exactly one time for my local and I was god awful. Never again. <laughs> the, fir- I know, the first one is I know always stay bad. In my lane. The first, the first one is always bad. My first one, like ever, was really bad. But like, you, I, I just kept like practicing, and I got better. I think my favorite thing is when like there'll be a spot where they do like that really fast like sequence of pins, and I know the name of all of them, partially because I have to teach them. But like, I know the names of all of them, so I'm like listing off the pin sequences that they're doing, it, and someone just looks at me and it's like, how and why do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I would be looking at you like that. I'd be like. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not for Val. <laughs> All right, a couple more here. Uh, so this is the part where I mess up people's Twitch names. So I think this is Dar Amazing or Dar Amazing, something like that. Uh, but dear Bojack, who would you like to wrestle with? Uh, so short answer, everybody. Uh, because legitimately, one of my biggest things is like, uh, I don't. I don't think I have, like, a big, like, bucket list or, like, dream list or whatever. Um, obviously, I have, like, guys that I would like to face in the near future. Um, but I genuinely just would like to have great matches with anyone and everyone that I can. Um, so I try my best not to, like, contain that down to, like, fifth, like oh, I, I can only fit 15 names on this list in this picture. So let me write 15 people, da-da-da-da. And I feel like some people feel bad because they get left out on that, too. Um but uh, off the top of my head, uh, I'd love to have another match with Patrick Scott. I wrestled him once last year. Um, he's someone that like has helped me a lot growing, going through this, um, in and outside of wrestling. Um, and I feel like I've grown a lot as a performer since we had our match last year. And I feel like he has too, oddly enough. Um, so I'd love to get wrestle him. Uh, Wheeler Yuta, I'd love to wrestle him. Um, I've known... I have to try really hard not to say his shoot name because that's how we talk about him on our group. Um, but Wheeler Yuta, like, really cool guy. Um, never have done anything with him, and I think that'd be fun. Um, I'd like to wrestle uh, Jeff Cobb just because he's oh. one of the guys that I... <laughs> he's one of somebody that I steal, uh, I can steal a lot of inspiration from, like, in-ring-wise, uh, like, moves and stuff like that, and it's just... I get so jealous watching him perform and he has like a super crisp standing moonsault and it makes me so mad that I can't do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, someone more local is uh, Jarrett Diaz, not local, but like, uh, you know, uh, probably less Uh, uh, Jarrett Diaz. He's someone that um, I think he's based in uh, Florida. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think he's based in Florida. Um, Me and him wrestle on, uh, P, uh, there's a promotion in Charlotte called PWX, mm-hmm. and they had a brand called uh, Pure that me and him were both on. And again, it's one of those things of like, oh, we're both here and we're being here for a while, and we're never doing anything together, but we're watching each other's stuff. And it's like, oh my god, this really, this guy's really cool. So I'd like to get to wrestle him sometime soon. <laughs> so that's a good segue into another uh, question that Tyler brought up was around talent that people may not know that are going to break out real soon here in the next couple of years. And you've named a lot of great names. I, <laughs> I, I love your education of the wrestling business. It 
really sounds like you've studied a bunch of different areas and know everyone that's around, not just in your region, but outside in different regions too. So kudos to you for naming a lot of names here. And giving some people some Thank you. I feel, I feel like it's good to like be educated about stuff that you love. Uh, and I feel like you're doing, no, you don't have to like, you know, know everything about everything, but I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't like, you know, fully indulge yourself into stuff that you really care about. Especially all the stuff that we, there's so much like crap and just shitty things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So like when you have free time to indulge in things that you love, I think you should do that. Um, sorry, uh, yeah. <laughs> to answer the question. Um, so yeah, Jared Diaz is someone that I mentioned already. I think he's actually been uh, wrestling for beyond a little bit recently and super cool guy has been super good ever since I've known him. So he's going to break out this year. Um, I mentioned him earlier, Diego Hill. He's someone who is starting to turn some heads and like, he's someone that just needs more eyes. Like I have not seen a bad match from him and anyone that sees him, people say this about me sometimes that I describe Diego the same way. Some people say underrated. I say undiscovered. Um, because once you get your eyes on them, then it's not a question of if they're good or not. It's where, where will they be showing up next? And that's how I look at Diego. He's someone that as soon as people get their eyes on him, he's going to be everywhere. Um, I mentioned Jay Malachi and Jackson Drake earlier. They're both super young and have no right being this good at it as young as they are. Uh, but they're, I think, uh, Jimmy Lloyd just announced that they're going to be at his show wrestling each other um so they have grown up in this business with me so seeing them get do their thing is really cool um and i'm gonna be slightly selfish and shout out some students that i help train uh tenchi x uh waffle guy aaron cox and uh daniel crossley um they are a very (laughs) we'll bleep that part out (laughs) We, we can bleep that part out that's fine um, they're a very hard working group of individuals who like want this very badly and they're all very new to the business still, but they're in the early stages. I feel like they're doing everything the exact right way. They're just, sometimes you just got to get in a car and you just got to go and you got to see what happens. And those, all of those guys are definitely handling it like that. Just imagine waffle guy versus Tanker. I mean, that just... Sounds like a match that has to happen at some point. <laughs> For the syrup championship. There you go. <laughs> I'm somebody in syrup. I don't care. <laughs> Face the first in a bucket of syrup. <laughs> All right. So last question from the chat uh, is from Vic. Uh, you guys were having a little bit of a tiff around the Skittles. So we just want to know, <laughs> you get a bag of one flavor of Skittles, what flavor is that going to be? Um, Red. The red. I love how I say the colors and not the flavor. <laughs> uh, Yeah. the Like our OG bag red Skittle is the best Skittle. Uh, like, hey, bar down. No, this is the easy. It's the best bag. It's the best bag. All right. There you have it, Vic. So. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. One more question for you, Bojack. Are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, always. All right, 10 questions. Try not to think too hard about it. We're going to move through pretty quickly. Uh, 
have a lot to talk about. Go right ahead and talk about it. Or we have no problem. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I fucks with the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not, you know, super structured. It's just not. These are not who we are as people. Very loosely special. Structured. Loosely, loosely structured. Loosely structured. No format used to be the old joke. <laughs> so, 10 questions. These are coming from Captain Chuckles. Thanks so much, Captain, for these questions. Here we go. Question number one What color is your toothbrush? Blue. Number two, favorite cartoon character? Um, fuck. Uh, I don't remember that one. <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Deku from My Hero Academia. Cause I, or, no, 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 no. I'll say Aang from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. That's my favorite. Number three, worst movie you've ever seen? Uh, worst movie I've ever seen. I try my best not to watch bad movies. Uh, but the worst movie here, I'll say the worst movie from my favorite series is the Eternals from the MCU. I feel like it was a giant waste of my time. Number four, hard or soft tacos? Soft tacos. If I wanted nachos, I'd just eat nachos. I literally just <laughs> saw that somewhere today. <laughs> number five biggest pet peeve you have uh mm, tardiness without communication if you're gonna be late tell me you're late and we can handle that later if you're gonna be late and you don't tell me that then that's a big annoyance to me number six did you have a favorite stuffed animal as a kid and if you did what was it and it's uh, I don't remember its name, but it was a koala that I got from Build-A-Bear that was dressed as Spider-Man. A koala dressed as koala Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out the name of the subspecies later. All right, got it. Number seven. <laughs> what dish or meal do you cook? Ooh, easily just like just regular like burgers, bro. Like I go crazy on the on the on the grill with some hamburgers, man. Number eight, most useless piece of advice you've ever gotten in life or wrestling. Mm. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I don't, know, I don't think I can answer that one because I, I think I'm pretty good about realizing like when advice is useless and I just kind of blink it from my memory bank. <laughs> so the answer is blank. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, there you nope, go. I, do not, I do not require this. <laughs> Number nine. If you were a circus performer, what what would you be? Ooh, I'd be the guy that juggles the fire sticks. Right? I was like, dang. I'd be the broad with no hair at that point. <laughs> and number 10, most unusual thing in your wrestling bag. Mm. Oh, oh no, because I kind of, I have like this like hot cold cream, but like I feel like that's not unusual. Um, uh, 
I don't think I have anything too unusual. I have like some first aid stuff that because I'm paranoid, uh, you know. Uh, oh, I have like a uh, no, that's like usual. This is like I have like a spray bottle that I just fill with water just to get my hair wet. Um, I think the all right. So I I have electrical tape and I'll use like electrical tape instead of like wrist tape sometimes. So I like the shiny effect, and that's not too weird. But it's really funny when it's like, hey, I gotta go buy electrical tape and zip ties and then people are like what do you do in your spare time <laughs> you're like none of your business unless, unless you want to find out want to find yeah. out and gonna be like, nah fam i do not want to find out yeah my, yeah mind your business yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's 10 questions that's the lightning round you did survive bojack thank you so much you did a great job val back hey. to you oof <laughs> well, I don't want to know what you're doing. It has electrical tape either, but that's fine. <laughs> you do what you need to do. I'm, there's a lot of, like, I've, this has been a really good journey because I've learned a lot about you. Um, most specifically, I do not want you to lariat at me. Um, <laughs> and um, I have questions about uh, rib fetishes now. But Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but beyond that. What upcoming shows do you have? Where can people see you and find you? Um, so next Sunday, I'll be in Greensboro, North Carolina for Firestar Pro Wrestling. Uh, the week after that, I will, uh, February 26th. That, that's on uh, February 20th, Firestar in Greensboro. Uh, February 26th, I will be in Jacksonville, North Carolina for uh, uh PWF presents Set Phasers to Funk. We have really fun show names. Um, <laughs> uh, the 27th, I will be back in Greensboro for uh, Firestar presents uh, Gate City Battle. Um, I haven't been announced for this yet, so I don't know if I can talk about it, but I will be in Georgia on March 4th, and that's all I will say. Um, <laughs> um, and then... Uh, March 12th, uh, DPW returns to Jacksonville, North Carolina. So, question. Mm-hmm. Feel free to answer it if you want to. If you if you are unable to answer the question, that is fine. So, uh, there's a there's a rather large event occurring in um, early April. Hmm. Will at this moment, do you have plans to attend the very large event in early April? I'll say I have tentative plans. I don't have active plans, but I have tentative plans to, and that, yeah, I don't think I'll get in trouble for phrasing it like that. <laughs> so in early April, you will be busy at a large event. Nice. Good Most enough. likely. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store. <laughs> um, what do you got? Plug everything. So, so uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter and Facebook. You can find me at Bojack Official. 
um, Instagram, Bojack Official IG. I don't know why there's someone already called Bojack Official on Instagram, but whatever. Um, YouTube, Could you beat them you up can just for search. It? I if they'll let me, if that's how like Instagram rules and uh, code of conduct works, hey, then I'm uh, I'm gonna hunt them down. Um, <laughs> Uh, like to go tape and tip for. That, mm, 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 mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, YouTube, you can just search Bojack Wrestling and that's where all my stuff pops up. Um, uh, I think that's all. I think that's everywhere I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Any place where we can get a Bojack t shirt? Oh yes, I have a store on What a Maneuver that just opened like two days ago. <laughs> what a maneuver is the way to go. Whatamaneuver.net. Find yeah. a Bojack shirt, pick up a bald monkey shirt or a the sack shirt. Ten of ten can confirm soft t shirts. Hey. I have a um yeah, I have one design that just dropped on there a few days ago. Have uh, a few different colors for that. That comes in all the crazy amount of things that you can order those on. And I have some more designs that are going to be dropping within the next uh, like couple months or so. So, whatamaneuver.net, go to Bojack store, pick up a Bojack t shirt. Buy my stuff, Once... please. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's been a lot of fun talking with you and getting to know you a little bit. Um, much appreciate you spending your evening with me, Bojack Two Belts. Um, I hope someday <laughs> you become like Bojack, like eight belts. I don't know. Have so many Bojack, belts. Bojack fifteen belts. That's the that's the lifetime goal, <laughs> lifetime achievement award. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I hope you can make that happen. So thank you once again, Bojack. Thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. For me talking with Bojack. If you were here for V, I appreciate that you spent almost three hours of your night with me. So <laughs> thank you so much um, for joining us tonight on the stack. Make sure to tune in next week where I have an after Valentine's Day special with who else but Love Doug. So join me. We can talk about wrestling and love and, and not love. And same stack time, same stack place. And once again, thank you so much, Bojack. And thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you for having me.